To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, as if you didn't already know that the housing market is turning, our busiest residential developers up to offering up to 30% of its staff redundancy. It's Williams Corporation. It operates in Christchurch with offices in Australia and Singapore and in the Philippines. The company says it needs to match its staff size to the amount of work which is drying up. The managing director is Matthew Horncastle. Hi, Matthew. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Fair bit of media coverage today. How are you taking it? Yeah, no, I'm used to it. It comes with the territory. Now, um, in your intro, drying up is slightly tough. So as you're aware, we've come out of a very, very buoyant property market. Uh, last, last, calendar, last financial year, we sold 800 houses. And as a property developer, we have a very clear pipeline of what we need to build the following year. So last year we sold 800 houses, this year we're delivering 800 houses, but this year we've sold 500 houses. So it means when we go into next year, we know what we need to build and there's certain sections of our business which are overstaffed, where we just physically have more staff than we require to do the work. So we always act honestly and we we had an honest discussion with our staff, we've discussed it with them all year, showing them the sales numbers each month. And we just said, look, if anyone wants to leave, um, if this job isn't working for you in any way, we will pay you extra redundancy because it's quite clear we've got too much human capital going into next year. So how many how many houses are you going to have to build next year, do you think? Well, based on current sales, um, it's 500, uh, mm. which actually matches what we delivered last and year. And the year thereafter, uh, Matthew? Well, hopefully, we only look one year ahead. We don't have a pipe. We we act within a 15-month cycle, um, so yeah. we don't normally look ahead further than a year. We don't have, we're not like some of the companies that have the big speculative pipeline. But Matthew, right, the of, reason I'm yeah. asking you this is I want, I mean, you know, this is your your, your business. You, know, you yeah. know what's going on with the housing market. I want to know what you think is going to happen. When do you think it, 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 it reaches its bottom? When does it yeah, start to pick that's up? that's a really good question. I've I'm very confident, and I'm still bullish in the property market. I, I think that New Zealand is one of the best places to live in the world, and I think that we're going to continue to see strong population growth, and we're going to continue to see a strong housing market. Um, now, obviously, we've got the Reserve Bank trying to take pressure out of the housing market and trying to slow the economy to slow inflation, um, and the tool they've used of an increasing interest rates has worked. Um, but I would be surprised if the market goes any lower. And the reason being is, for example, in the GFC, we saw house prices drop 8%. We've, saw, we've seen house prices drop 15%. Mm. And, yeah, it would, I just can't see it going any lower. We're already Well, well can I give see. you a scenario where it does? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so Matthew, what happens if, let's say, the, the Reserve Bank hikes the official cash rate 75 basis points this month and then February again, right? That's another 1.5% on top of current interest rates. That's going to be a lot lot less affordable to a whole bunch of people out there. And so maybe yeah, some people are going to do the numbers, they're not going to buy, and you see demand drying up a bit more and it, it falls a little bit more. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And where we're positioned in the market, we dodge a, a degree of that pain because essentially we we transact in the one and two bedroom space, so we're normally one of the most affordable options 
or the first home buyer or the investor. So I could actually see a scenario like that benefiting us because in someone that was going to, say, move into a traditional family house in the burbs, they can't afford yeah. that, that transition and they go, well, I still want to own a house, I still want to get it, make that step into property, but instead of the three-bedroom house with a garage, I'm going to go into a two-bedroom townhouse. I see, but okay. People still yep. transact, right? People still transact, people still have divorces, people still are turning 18, 19, 20, 25, buying their first home. Like, we still have transactions, we're just seeing them at a lower volume. But, okay. But the other thing to point out, we're still selling two houses every single working day. Like, we're still doing 500. So it's like, we've just gone from doing three to four a day, this is working days, back to two a day. Um, and we've just come out of a very unusual time. Like, we saw the, the property market buoyancy through COVID. Um, it was a very, very insane property market, and that definitely doesn't represent business as usual. Matthew, thanks for that, man. Matthew Horncastle, the CEO of Williams Corporation. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.